Hi and welcome to another new podcast. Hi, my name is Jane and I'm so glad that you could come again and join with me on a new journey talking about our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ to talk about today about one of the fruits of the Spirit that is very valuable and that we all need to get over. This fruit of the spirit, it controls and it restrains. And the name of it is temperance. I would like to go from 2 Peter 1, 6-8, Galatians 5 and 22, 2 Timothy 3 and 3, 2 Peter 2, 13, and also Job, the fifth chapter. Hallelujah. Nine and twenty-five, and Proverbs twenty-five. The value of. The value of temperance. Glory be to God. In the Bible, we learn that temperance, emotional restraint, or self-control. Glory be to God. In 2 Timothy 3 and 3, it talks about also, it is the inability to control emotions and attitudes. So, when you're incontinent, you cannot control emotions and attitude and that is the opposite of temperance so we want to learn to be temperate so we will not end up being incontinent praise God also in um, 2 Peter 2 and 13 it describes 
these people that have no temperance, but they're walking in the spirit, they say, but they can't control themselves. You know, they allure, which allure means they, that a person has the a power of attraction and they are fascinating people, they are appealing. They know how to charge through the lust of the flesh. And then also talks about through much wantonness. Um, it is the trait of lacking control of sexual behavior. Glory be to God. So, we don't want to be wantonness today, but we want to have temperance. Temperance, temperance is the manager of wantonness. Wantonness is a trait of not being able to control yourself. In the Greek, it means akrasia, means lacking in moderation. You're overdoing something, or you're lacking self-control, especially related to sexual desire. Glory be to God. And there are antonyms of wantonness is dignity, the antonyms are good, which means sympathetic concern or well-being of others. When you're not wanting, have wantonness, you can be sympathetic for the well-being of others. You can be compassionate, which means you have the capacity. You feel, you feel sorry for others. You have that capacity for others suffering or for their misfortune. You have compassion, which means you are uh, compassionate about others' suffering and misfortune. And the synonyms of wantonness is impureness, which means abusiveness, which we know abusiveness is causing pain, hurting someone, nastiness, which is the desire to cause pain for the satisfaction of doing harm. It also means profanity, a disrespectful or indecent word or expression. So this person 
who is doing this, they are expressing cruelty. And God is saying he hates this. People want self-control and don't respect God. You must lead yourself before you can lead others. Praise God. In Proverbs 25 and 28, it reads, it says, He that has no rule over his own spirit is like walls. That means you have no self-control. You are like a city that is destroyed or is in ruin. You will ruin yourself. And bring destruction to yourself if you do not know how to walk in temperance. Second Peter one five to eight. It also talks about virtue, which means high moral standards. It means having dignity. It means having integrity. It means having respectability. It means that you are a noble soul. You are honorable and you have goodness. You have knowledge which will lead to your ability to be temperate. Temperance leads to patience. Know how to conquer. That means you know how to conquer and face and deal with things without blowing up or going off, you know, at the mouth. By having temperance, it helps us to resist temptation and avoid acting like we are caught up in the world's agenda. In the Greek it is egratisha, meaning having the strength of God that helps us make best choices on our next move. Let me read that again. It means having the strength of God that helps us make best choices on the next move. So the next move over, we know how to make them better choices because we have the strength that God gives us and helps us to make those choices. It says, um, you know, you can't go wrong when you are temperate. In um, 1 Corinthians 9 and 25, if you're striving for the high calling, which is learning how to manage our desires, appetites, and passions, don't let these things take you. Don't let them take you. Don't. 
you know. Don't let them take you. You know, like something, like our behavior towards somebody. You know, we can have moods, but we have to learn how to control our moods. Tone, that means to tone it down. Tone your moods down. Don't be hyperactive over a thing. Your passion. Emotional encounters with people. Reduce it. I mean, cut it down. Reduce that. The Lord says, Be temperate in all things. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And if ye bear not this fruit, ye will go in the intemperate way, which is being rude, unkind, unmannerly, wild, hateful, unfriendly, violent, and harsh you will be. So God wants us to be that calm and reasonable. Like, when it comes to your life, if you don't have enough, you know, you will lose who you are. You know, it's like you say, you say, oh boy, one plate of food is just not enough. You have become greedy, over-consuming. God don't want us to let the pleasures take us over. God said, if you don't have it, you will not die. You know, just because you don't so what what would it profit a man to gain the whole world lose his soul? Just because I don't have it doesn't mean I'm gonna die because I don't have it. I just got to have that brand new car. Is you gonna die because you ain't got a brand new car? No. No, you ain't. Is you gonna die because you ain't got the brand new shoes? No, you ain't. No, I just, I'm just gonna flip my wig if I don't get that new skirt that I, I really wanted. I wanna flip my wig. No, you're not gonna flip your wig. God said, don't let the pleasures take you. Don't let your passions take you over. Because they can take you over. Especially, uh, what we were talking about about the sexual desires you become wanting when you do not learn how to walk in self-control and then these other attributes will start coming up 
And God does not want us to indulge in pleasures, but he wants us to uh, be in his pleasures. Hallelujah. You can indulge in God's pleasures all you want. He wants you to delight in him, rather to delight in the things of this world, which is going to cause you, it's going to cause your life if you do. And it's going to take you where you don't want to be. It's going to make you want to do things that later on you might scratch your head about. So we need to watch what we say and how we say it and what we do. Because if we don't know how to walk in temperance, it will always be trouble. So you're not going to die. And don't, don't let this become your top priority in your life. You mean you got to, you know, learn temperance. And, you know, restraint means discipline. We learn how to discipline. God was, you know, what Jesus said, if you do not deny yourself, I mean, get self under restraint, under control, you cannot be my disciples. You need restraint and discipline to come my way of living. Or you can't have a life with me. That's what Jesus is saying. And prudence. Prudence means wisdom. It is how you do something. Knowing when and not when. How much and not how much. And from what I can relate to a bad term, that means the budget. I know how much um, I have in my because uh, I learned how to discipline my wallet. I'm just gonna not let all my money fall out and say, "Oh well, I just like I said, I need I." I, I I, I needed that so badly. And you know, it was more of a want than a need. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, and that's what God is talking about, that wantingness. You don't, you shall not want anything. He said, those that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Because God promised to supply our need.
according to his riches. Glory be to God. And his glory, glory be to God. Glory be to God. So, it is learning how to balance, which is the budget, E-M-P-E-R, which means having a sober state of mind, an attitude about something. It's about having an attitude about something. Your attitude and what you do. This is what it's all about. Having the attitude that is right. So that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be temperate, knowing how to manage our emotions and our temper temper also can mean uh, when you're very upset and, and angry or uh, you, you're frustrated you're mad and uh, you just like I say if you when you walk in, in the intemperate way, you become unkind, unmannerly. You, you do the opposite of what temperate is. So God wants us to be temperate. Praise God. Oh, something was said today that will help God. He wants us to learn how to control ourselves in every manner. From what we desire, from what we want, from uh, how we walk in our daily walk, how we uh, interact with people, our passions, and also uh, our desires from uh, our sexual uh, uh, standpoints to our just regular day, daily life living. God wants us to know how to not uh, let that become so deeply imparted within us that we forget about him and that uh, he has took a back burner and all these other things that took the front burner. God does not want us to be overindulgent. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He does not want us to be overindulgent in anything. Because it can become a snare unto us. And God is saying, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. So he's letting us know. We cannot love these things 
Because if we love these things, then the love of God will not be in us. And we will not learn how to be disciplined. We will not learn how to be God's disciples. God and to know and I hope something was said tonight that will help you not to be indulgent. God also talks about greediness. And that's another contribute not to learn how to use temperance and everything in moderation to greediness. God bless and have a wonderful episode, Lord's willing. Bye.